listening to Talking Law, the podcast where business owners just like you discover how to avoid legal landmines and build value using smart legal tips. Join your host, Joanna Oki, as she cuts through the legal jargon and gives you clear and simple actionable legal strategies, which will get you optimal business results. Hi, it's Joanna Oki here and welcome back to Talking Law, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. Now, today we have on the show the fabulous Robin Purdy here to talk to us all about coronavirus and the return to work guideline. And Robin, this is a bit ironic, really, that we've decided to talk about return to work for you in the mo- at the moment. It is. Hi, Joe. Yes, it is. This is coming to you from the land of wishful thinking in Melbourne, where we are in stage four slash five, hard lockdown here. So I've prepared these return to work guidelines, looking forward to when we can implement them ourselves down here. <laughs> so it seemed like a good idea at the time when we decided that we have a podcast talking about the return to work guidelines. Obviously, the situation in our Melbourne office deteriorated substantially. (laughs) Very true, very true, but still relevant for lots of our friends across the nation. So still very important to talk about this and look for, for for us in Victoria. It's going to be coming up soon. It's going to be relevant for us. So it's good to get a bit of a feel about what's on the radar ahead of us anyway, I think. That's good work, Robin. This is optimism, right? Let's talk. Let's talk yes. about it. <laughs> Again, from the land of wishful thinking. Yeah. <laughs> let's get into it. <laughs> All right. So, look, what do you think the key standout items are for employers who are considering bringing their team back into uh, the work environment now? What is it that they should be thinking about? Look, I think the first thing to consider is that just because you can doesn't necessarily mean you should. So we've seen now employees working really effectively from a home or remote working environment. So I think at the first instance, the important thing to think about is whether employees can continue to work from home. And it's recommended that if that can take place, then it should. Limiting the number of people in a workplace is obviously going to reduce risks of transfer. That being said, when we've got employees coming back to work, we do want to make sure that they come back in a really safe manner. Um, And so it's important then to consider what we can do as employers to make sure that we keep our employees safe and to make sure that we keep anybody else that's visiting our workspaces safe as well. Mm. No, I think you're absolutely right. It's interesting. I mean, um, and and look, um, in the media, we've uh, we've heard ad nauseum um, about many of the, uh, I guess, many of the impacts uh, of coronavirus, the whole work from home uh, element in in terms of um, the businesses greater adoption of understanding how it can really work for an organization and it's certainly the case I, I think I completely agree with you that rethinking whether or not you need everyone 
back in the office straight away just because he can, you know, is that a good idea or not? I'm actually thinking of, uh, there. I probably shouldn't mention the name, but there's a large legal firm who have just in the last couple of weeks come under fire because they were, um, you know, requiring their team to all come back to the office and then uh, there was a bit of an outbreak in the office and, and look, whether it creates a risk for an organisation um, in terms of the arguments of providing a safe workspace is one thing. But it's also, I think this legal firm will probably reflect on uh, the coverage of it as perhaps not a great step for its brand. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I mean, look, nobody wants to be the cautionary tale in the media, that's for, for sure. So taking these steps now before we get to that point is really important. Um, and again, just because you can doesn't mean you should. We, we all know now that the traditional nine-to-five working model of, of, of bums in seats in offices isn't necessarily going to always be the right way to go for businesses. And you can still have your employees working for you in a really effective and productive way just from a remote location. It's going to make the employees feel more comfortable and ultimately you're going to get a better work product out of them. Mm. But, of course, we do have that pool of clients and, and I'm sure listeners as well um, where maybe remote working isn't even a possibility. So, for example, our clients are in manufacturing or yes. in some form of distribution or, uh, you know, retail of course um, so, so and you also have employees that themselves want to get back into the workplace they might be yeah. feeling a bit isolated at home they want to get their kids back into a normal routine of parents going off to work so there's lots of reasons there why having employees return to the workplace is you know is a really good idea as well Mm. All right, let's get stuck into it then, Robin. Um, so return to work guidelines, step number one, think about whether you need to do it in the first place. But step That's number right. two, if you're having <laughs> some of your employees come back, what should we be doing? Okay, so the obvious thing is, first of all, putting in place a plan to make sure that when you've got the employees coming back that you're ready for that to take place. Don't just sort of have everybody come in on the first day back without thinking through how this is actually going to work. And when you're considering your plan, you want to be thinking about things like, uh, first of all, making sure you've got the basic sanitary and hygiene practices in place, making sure that employees have got ready access to things like sanitizer, masks, mm face shields if necessary. You know, that's the obvious stuff. In situations where you've got people sharing workplaces or workspaces, work equipment, something like a mouse or a keyboard, you might need to think about investing in extra equipment so that you're really limiting sharing as much as possible. Of mm. course, you are going to have situations where sharing can't be avoided. You know, things like people using copiers, you're not obviously not going to get separate copier machines for each person. So you want to make sure then that you're implementing really robust and thorough cleaning regimens within the workplace that goes across all of those high touch areas. You know, think about everything that you touch when you walk into a workplace, everything from the elevator button um, to the door handles, things in the lunchroom, copier equipment and, you know, things of that nature. Mm, mm, absolutely. Okay, so what then would you say the best practices that, um, you know, what, what's the bar that we should be aiming for here? Well, geez, that's a that's a really hard question. I think the bar's high. The bar's different for everybody, really, and it's going to ultimately depend on your, the nature of your own workplace and and what you're doing there. Um, I think you know what you want to be always having in the forefront of your mind is the guidelines that we're getting from the government, and in terms of uh, things like 
physical distancing or social distancing, as we're now really familiar with this uh, this new term. Um, what may have been the usual practice in terms of things like hot desking might not be appropriate anymore. Yeah. Um, and you might have a situation where that was really your primary the primary way that your office was set up. Um, and so there might be some real changes there that need to be implemented. Depending on what kind of a workplace you have, you might need to consider investing in some internal infrastructure, redoing your reception area to provide shields for receptionists who may be having a high contact with a lot of people. Mm. You see that in places like supermarkets where they've got those shields around the, the cashiers and the checkouts now to protect, you know, the staff that are working and doing their job you know we all think about the the obvious things like the sanitation and the cleaning and things like that but it, it may also extend to offering employees car parking so that they're limiting the amount of time that they're traveling on public transport yeah um, and you know staggering work start and finishing times so that you don't have a whole influx of people coming into the space at the same time investing in a second lunch room or kitchenette so that you can separate your employees and ensure that that physical distancing takes place. Hmm. And it's interesting talking about all of this because it does feel like um, a, a long list, even though we've, I, I think you've summarised it really well. There, there are, of course, a lot of considerations here. It's where we're sitting down and stepping through each of these areas. But I, I think there are some, and, and, you know, it's not just about your uh, obligation as an employer to provide a safe working environment, it's also about trying to reduce the level of risk of COVID or other infections coming into your organisation then taking out your workforce for a <laughs> period of time, which, you, you know, could, could be extraordinarily detrimental to any business. And, it, you know, of course, there's been a lot of discussion uh, about A teams and B teams, split, splitting teams, you know, if you must have people in the office, then um, having certain uh, components of the team who are allocated to different time schedules to, to come in, you know, and mm -hmm. that can be very useful for an environment where you need um, staff to come in such as, uh, you, you know, perhaps manufacturing. So I think that there's some, you know, interesting approaches that are being used. But one of the things that I have noticed recently in the media and that I've been reflecting on is that I think ultimately at the moment, um, businesses are actually seeing less sickness um, within their staff uh, because, you know, there's just been, because of the heightened protocols, the um, much greater social distancing, <laughs> there's just a lot less spread of the usual germs um, and lurgies that cause sickness. So yes. this is, you know, it's perhaps a... Um, benefit I don't know how you call it that. but but it, but certainly it's been a side effect of all of the uh, new protocols that have come into place because of COVID that I think are leading to a lessening of sickness just over across the board in a workplace so I guess you know it's important for employers to uh, recognize that and to be balancing that you know recognizing that they're able to then balance that against some of the pain that they may feel that they're going through implementing um, all of these things that you're talking about Robin. Yeah absolutely um, you know we're seeing reporting that influenza rates this year are the lowest that uh, that have been reported in quite some time and, mm. and that's not just because 
of an increase in people taking the flu vaccination, but because we're all following these very strict hygiene practices, the social distancing that's in place, people working from home, and also a little bit of a change in the mentality that, uh, you know, previously there was, I think, at least in some workplaces, this mentality and perception that if, you know, you were sick, you just soldiered on, you know, you just mm. got, you came into work, you took a couple of Panadol, you know, and you, you, sucked it up and you got on with your job and and really there was that mentality of pushing through illnesses um, and not letting down employers and now I think we're all coming to realise that that's not necessarily the way that we should be going about things that we all have at least a social responsibility to one another and to our communities to to not do that Um, and employers are taking a really strong front foot now by directing their employees look if you're sick stay at home um, either work remotely, take the sick leave that's available to you, but it's no longer seen as appropriate now mm. to be coming into workplaces when you're unwell. And mm. that's not just in relation to COVID illnesses, but now, you know, coughs, colds, sniffles, the, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. God absolutely. help us come hay fever season when we're I all know, sniffling. Right? Yeah, <laughs> Nobody just, will be in the office. Yeah, I might be eating my words about the uh, <laughs> reduced sickness in the workplace. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> As a hay fever sufferer who, who starts very early in the season, I can foresee uh, a lot of frowny faces at the supermarket. With, uh, <laughs> <laughs> become the prior of, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. yes. Robin sneezes. <laughs> I'll put everybody on alert now that it's a hay fever sneeze and not a COVID sneeze. (laughs) (laughs) If any of our clients are dealing with Robin in a few weeks' time, (laughs) it's it's hay fever. It's hay fever. (laughs) Okay, well, look, that's great. Um, I guess are there any parting words from you here, Robin? Oh, look, I think really just Spec Legal is here to help. We've developed a very robust return to work policy and some guidelines that we're, we're happy to help you with risk management in terms of uh, concerns with employees coming back. Um, although I'm in Melbourne and not directly experiencing this myself, I am available to you <laughs> to walk you through these things. So um, please don't hesitate to get in contact with us. We want everyone to stay safe. We want everyone to be COVID aware. We don't want people back in lockdown. Um, so, you know, let's get on with this together in a safe manner. We're here to help. Brilliant. Robin, you have just said it so well. (laughs) There's nothing left for me to add. Absolutely amazing. Robin, I just want to say a massive thank you for coming on today. Um, My pleasure. Well, that's it for this episode of Talking Law with our very own Robin Purdy. Now, of course, if you'd like more information about this topic, then just head over to our website at talkinglaw.com.au where you'll be able to get a download of this transcript of this podcast episode if you'd like to read it in more detail. And there on our website, you'll also be able to find details of how to contact Robin and our other legal eagles at Aspect Legal. If you or your clients would like help with any of the items that we covered today. And finally, if you enjoyed what you heard today and you're not a regular subscriber, don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Well, that's it. Thanks again for listening in. You're listening to Talking Law, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. See you next time. Are you looking for a top quality legal team to assist you in your organisation? 
Aspect Legal is an innovative commercial legal practice that specialises in providing fast and professional services for their clients. If you'd like to chat about how we might be able to assist you, simply head over to our website at aspectlegal.com.au to book in a time for a free discussion with one of our lawyers. Thanks for listening to Talking Law. Tune in next time for more smart legal tips and tricks to keep you clear of those legal landmines. If you want to get a download of today's show notes, head over to talkinglaw.com.au. Information in this podcast is general in nature, not legal advice. If you want advice for your business, visit talkinglaw.com.au.